0: forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. Hello everyone, Amy here. No April today for this little Quickie, we'll call it this bonus episode on this. I don't know, we usually release this on Friday, so I'm guessing it's Friday, but I don't know what day you're actually listening to it. <laughs> I am here with Dr. Sarah Tanza. If you have listened to past episodes, Sarah was on our episode number 31 um, called Pelvic Floor Health for Everyone, and she is a pelvic floor specialist. So on uh, episode 31, she had, she came to April's house and when she brought a, um, a pelvis, <laughs> a model of a pelvis that showed all these different layers of all the tissue. And yeah, it was, it was awesome. So we got the... So I highly suggest listening to that if you want to learn more about pelvic floor health in general, and it applies to everyone regardless of your body, uh, your sex, your gender, etc. cetera. Um, today, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the top issues that female body folks are dealing with after pregnancy. Um, so... And we actually have a workshop coming up too in Santa Cruz. If you live in Santa Cruz, stay tuned. It's on January eighth, but it will go way in depth about um, sexual health and pleasure related to after pregnancy um, for female body folks. So stay tuned. We'll give you more information about that. Um, But Sarah, hello again. Hello. Good to have you back. So great to be here. I've sent so many people to refer them to that episode. Because we get this often from people about pelvic floor stuff, about pelvic floor health. And so I refer so many folks, or not even just like podcast questions. I send so many people to the episode, and it's so insightful um, to hear people talking about this, this part of the body in a way that actually... Um, is informative and makes sense, and I, I like your approach too. So, um, and so you're a mom.
1: You have two kids. I do. I have an almost three year old and a five month old now. See, so you
0: know how you have like the academic side, but you also have your own life experience of what it's like to um, be pregnant and what your pelvic floor is like during and after, and. Um, So you have a lot of gifts to share with people on this topic.
1: Definitely. There are a lot of things that I thought would be the case. And I, as an academic, that once it happened to me, I realized that they were not the case. And it wasn't as easy as my brain wanted to kind of whittle it down to be. Yeah, that's... That, that I don't so again like
0: where do people where are people even finding out this information it's like hard, pretty hard to find other than because in I don't think is our traditional doctors taught all this stuff about pelvic floor this is
1: a specialty yeah I mean I think that it really depends who you go to we're lucky here in Santa Cruz we have some amazing practitioners in the birth field that do I think you know do a great job referring patients on but unfortunately not all people do and you know what the research is showing us right now it's pretty scary you know people after having baby I was just looking up the statistics for you this morning and they found actually that the first time somebody has sex following pregnancy, I think it's something like 88% of people are having painful sex that first time. And maybe that's like a little bit to ex- be expected. That doesn't surprise a lot of folks. But um, what's pretty crazy is that at six months postpartum, 45% of people could still be reporting painful sex. Wow. And then at 18 months postpartum, I think it was like 22% still are. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge number of people and that's just reported. And you and I both know that a lot of times what's being being reported isn't what's really happening at all.
0: Yeah, a lot of people aren't sharing that information. So, okay, to clarify. So, postpartum, I'm because I'm I'm not a baby person. Everyone, so don't mm. mock me. But uh, postpartum is just a, is the is the term for the time after the time after yeah. you you have a baby. Okay, exactly. so because I, I always thought it was referred to as like oh, they're postpartum, meaning like that's when women have the post baby depression, um, which isn't always. The case for everyone, but it yeah. just refers to the time after. Yeah,
1: postpartum okay. is just the time after. Okay, and exactly. is there and so is there a time when we stop using that? Like. Can you still be postpartum three years later? You know, it's so funny, Amy, because what I always tell my patients and a lot of people in the pelvic floor world say is we say that postpartum is forever, Ah, right? Because once you have a baby, it's something that changes you Mm -hmm. and it's something that it can change you in a great way, right? And we get a lot of strength from it, but it can be something that, you know, I work on people who are in their 80s and they still have, you know, that episiotomy scar that Mm. they got back when, right? That's still causing them problems. Mm. So what are
0: some of the main issues that you're seeing for female body Folks, so for for general, often women um, who are um, but the, that are dealing with after pregnancy in terms of pelvic floor health.
1: Yeah. So immediately postpartum, there's a bunch of things that can happen. So one of the first things is that if a woman chooses to breastfeed, breastfeeding actually causes us to be in a low estrogen state. So it's actually a really similar state to um, when we go through menopause. When we're in that low estrogen state, our vaginal tissues get a, a lot drier. So we're not producing as much natural lubricant. So that can be one problem. Also, the um, vaginal muscles, they're um, in that same state, what's called atrophied, which is they've kind of shrunk and gotten smaller. So that can make them be more thin, basically not be as comfortable to the touch, right? So thats what, I think that is a really, really big problem postpartum is kind of that, the things that go along with breastfeeding. The next thing is, is after people have had a baby, a lot of times people have had some type of a vaginal tear, right? Kind of in the perineum. Or in the labia, or up near the clitoris. Ooh, um, ow! Uh, yeah, Jeez. these are all things that happen. My girl. clit's hurting when you say uh, that. <laughs> ow. Um, or they had an episiotomy, right, where they've had to have a surgical cut to get the baby out. And those are just the vaginal scars. And if you've had, you know, any type of a surgery anywhere else in your body, you know that scar tissue can be super, super painful. And so when um, someone's trying to have penetrative sex, or actually anything really involving um, their genitalia, and it's getting touched in some way, or pulled, or you know. Know, stretched in some fashion, that can be painful too. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I mentioned this on our previous episode, but actually C-section scars, I see a ton of women postpartum, post-C-section, right, um, mm-hmm. up in their belly where they're actually having painful sex. And a lot of times that's because they have muscle guarding associated with that scar tissue down in their pelvic floor muscles. So those are some really common reasons. Um, other things can be people have something called prolapse when your um, vaginal organs kind of descend into the vagina, kind of making that very uncomfortable, just general muscle guarding. I mean, you can think sometimes sec- um, birth, like sex, can be traumatic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, birth trauma is a real thing, and a lot of times people, you know, try to have sex, and that can trigger all sorts of memories, mm-hmm. and they can have muscle guarding that can be have a really emotional kind of tie. Um, running after little ones and actually carrying around a baby or a child all day is kind of like carrying around a small weight, and yeah. so. Really, I see a lot of patients that are just having a problem like hip pain or back pain, and depending on what their sexual preferences are or positions they choose, um, they could just have pain with sex from being in a certain position that's aggravating an injury that's kind of come as a result of having a child, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then also, too, just people having issues with body image in general, Mm, right? Postpartum body is such a big thing. And um, I could go on for days about that, but um, maybe someone is, you know, sucking in their gut or holding on in their whatever, and that's actually making them guard muscles in their pelvic floor also, which yeah. is leading to painful sex.
0: That's one thing yeah, that you talked about in the episode 31 that a lot of the people that are um, thinking that they're too loose or actually too tight, meaning that there's so much tension there from wearing high heels or sucking in their lower belly or whatever it is that life has... Um, given to them that makes it so that there's so much tightness that their muscles can't even really move,
1: right? 100%. Yeah. And that yeah. goes back to even what I said about the pro, uh, prolapse, which is something and uh, a condition that affects... I think it's something like 20 to 30% of women postpartum. Mm. Um, a lot of times, if you felt like something was falling out of your vagina, right? Because that's kind of the, the feeling. It almost feels like a tampon is falling out of your vagina when you have some degree of prolapse. Couldn't you see how your gut feeling would be to kind of want to suck it all back yeah. in? Hold that pelvic floor tight, and then you try to... You know, either have penetrative sex or use a sex toy or a finger or what have you, and that area is really guarded and then painful. Mm. Well, so what, what are some? Well, okay.
0: First of all, before I ask you this question, um, so okay, I want to talk about this this thing about because you're talking about the um, the tissue during during pre- during or after pregnancy being similar to um, the, the changes that someone will experience in menopause a little bit here too, and that uh, I uh, heard this theory from folks who teach jade egg practices, and I don't know if this is true or not, but they say that um, like one or I've heard one or two of them say that they're in menopause and that is bullshit, this whole thing that we dry up and we don't have these all these juicy fluids anymore and the elasticity changes like that's com- a complete lie that um, if we just keep doing our jaded practices um, and keeping this part of ourselves like activated and really juicy, it stays juicy forever, um, which isn't what I usually hear from people's actual experience with menopause. So I'm wondering what you have to uh, say about that since you know so much about pelvic floor health?
1: Yeah, I mean, like I'm always up for learning new things, and so I would I would love to talk to some of those practitioners and kind of hear more about their theories um, from, so I can't really say if it's right or wrong. From my personal experience, I think it's a lot like yours. I would mm-hmm. say that m- way more often than not, I have patients that are in menopause or perimenopause that are experiencing the changes you, we both talked about with, you know, a lot more vaginal dryness, vaginal atrophy. One thing that um, I'm sure is helping those women, the these jadeg practitioners is that they are working those pelvic floor muscles a lot and so maybe they're not having so many problems with the muscles really thinning out Mm -hmm. even though we do know that as we get older it really is harder to you know keep that muscle mass on so you could think of like you know your grandpa seeing the hunky pictures of him you know back Mm -hmm. in the day right compared to now when his arms look a lot smaller right even if he's still lifting weights like yeah exactly And even if and that's the thing and even if maybe he's still really those really really strong 80 year olds that you see Mm -hmm. maybe they're still a little bit you know of physically smaller than they would have been in their peak day. And and that's not a bad thing. You know, I think that also when we go through menopause, we're also so much wiser too. And there could be a lot of, there are so many great things that come along with age. Um, And so I would say that, you know, they are possibly having the effects of their tissues, you know, being maybe... Having better blood flow or being a little bit thicker, but I don't know about the lubrication. I, I think that hormones are pretty pretty powerful, so mm-hmm. I'd be curious how what their theory is for how it's impacting them on a hormonal level.
0: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if if just by having a strong pelvic floor, if that could somehow, or just a lot of blood flow or like connection to that, or regular juiciness and arousal could somehow. Um, because I know everything's connected, right? So maybe mm-hmm. that could somehow trigger something in the hormones to continue. I don't know, hundred percent. But I don't. I haven't seen like research on it, and I, I just have heard these from some folks. Yeah. So yeah. And I
1: would just be. Con- I would just. I'm always concerned when I have patients who are using really any form of a pelvic muscle trainer or just you know doing any type of Kegels in general that they really aren't working on working the muscle and relaxing the muscle yeah, all the way. Yeah, relaxing is important. Yeah, we talked about yeah. that in the last episode. I would, I w- can't even tell you the percentage of patients I see that don't know how to relax their pelvic floor. Uh-huh. And they're always in that semi-contracted state, right? Yeah. And so some, maybe you're you're strong enough to hold on to that jade egg, but you can't fully release it. And you maybe can't even squeeze as hard as you could have if, you know, you were being trained in a different way. So I don't really know. I want to explore that more. It sounds like the
0: the relaxing part is just as important as the tightening part. Like you have to have that counterbalance A hundred percent.
1: And especially I think for sexual health and for pain during sex, I think the number one thing I see with my patients that have a complaint of pain during sex is that they can't relax their pelvic floor.
0: Yeah. Too too tight. And then you, and then you can't relax and then it hurts. Insertion hurts. All the movements hurt. Yeah. I just, yeah, I totally, uh, well, if, if one, I just will run this. I do. I don't know if we talked about this on, did you do this? Did you do, you did the elevator exercise, but you have people go to the basement
1: yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: Everyone, we're not going to get into it. Go to episode number 31 if you want to hear it again. Because I have been incorporating that now when I teach um, my orgasmic best female sexual pleasure one one And when I have people go to the basement, their jaws drop. They're like what <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing that like they again they've never had that full like almost like pressing your pelvis down or not pressing but like bearing down in a way that your whole pelvic floor fully lets go and they yeah mind's blown so thank you for that no prob. <laughs> yeah um, okay so you gave us a number of, a number of issues can you give us like a, you know, a top tip for one of these issues on how people can help to, like some some useful information right now that people can walk away with in this quickie. We're not going to give you a whole bunch right now because it's a quickie episode, everyone, but Definitely. just a little bit. Yeah.
1: yeah, I would say the number one thing is knowing how connected your pelvic floor is to other parts of your body. And so, the two areas I would want you to focus on if you are having painful sex is your belly, especially your lower belly, and your inner thighs. So, you know, the research has shown us that those areas are really really connected to the fascia and the muscle layers of our pelvic floor. And so when we are tensing our belly, holding in our belly, and like I said, sometimes that's happening because people you know, have some type of an issue with body image. They don't want to feel a certain way and so they're sucking in their belly. That can also lead to them really sucking in and holding their pelvic floor. So letting your low belly go Your partner loves you just the way you are, and I don't think that their their feelings are going to change if you let your belly go that little bit. So Mm -hmm. I would really, really recommend that. I know it's really hard to do, especially as a new mom myself, but I'm really trying to do that. Mm -hmm. The other thing I would say is your inner thighs. So if you are in any type of a sexual position um, and you are having pain with sex, notice what you're doing with your inner thighs. Are you somehow gripping your knees together? Mm -hmm. And you know, obviously, maybe somebody's doing that to increase their sexual pleasure. That's totally fine. But if you're having pain with sex and you you are gripping your inner thighs together at all, see if you can let them go a little bit. Mm. See if you can almost like think of pushing your knees apart a tiny bit and see if by doing that, letting your inner thighs relax if that could also let your pelvic floor muscles relax because really we've seen that the inner thigh muscles are actually really tied into the pelvic floor mm. and wh- what's happening in the inner thighs can be reflected in what's happening in the vagina itself too. That's
0: that's, that's so interesting. I would, so, when, so it's like this tightness is almost as if you're subconsciously trying to close your legs without closing them. You got it. Yeah. You got it.
1: Huh. And so and those same people I tell them too is check in during the day how much are you crossing your legs? How ah. much are you squeezing? <laughs> I'm <laughs> just crossing them right how much you're in traffic squeezing your I knees together, my right? my legs, everyone, yeah. <laughs> no, saying me too. But um, a lot of times it's like we get in this, you know, stressed muscle muscle kind of pattern through our whole body, and that's one of the things we do. So yeah. try those things right now. Yeah. Those are
0: some great tips that I, um, I didn't, didn't have a baby, but I'm even, I do think about that when I cross my legs. I'm like, I know this isn't good for me to constantly cross my legs, but it's, sometimes it's so comfortable. I don't even really care about how it looks. Like it's actually more comfortable a lot of times with my Legs open. Anyways, enough about me, everyone. Um, <laughs> say I just crossed my legs again. Damn it. This is so hard not <laughs> to, Sarah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to keep my legs. Uncross. Ready. Set. Go. Great. Um, okay. So... I love These are some basic tips. And because this is our little quickie, everyone, um, again, if you want to learn more, go to episode 31 for pelvic floor health for everyone. And she has plenty to say that isn't just for female bodies on that episode, too. Um, that for penis owners, there's pelvic floor health for you, too. So go check that one out. If you are in or near Santa Cruz and you are... Um, perhaps pregnant, trying to get pregnant, or you had a baby, we have a workshop coming up on January 8th. This is 2019 mm-hmm. uh, from 6 to 7.30 p.m. It's called Sex After Pregnancy is at Pure Pleasure, uh, where we go deeper into... Um, all of this, but you know, you already heard a lot of the reasons why people are having issues, but more solutions, more ways that you can uh, work on these parts of yourself in your body, your emotional body, your physical body, um, how to have more pleasure after pregnancy, relationships after pregnancy, ways to decrease pain and improve pelvic health, uh, so we go deeper into that. So again, go to Pure Pleasures website. That's purepleasureshop.com to sign up for the workshop.
1: And remember too that, like I said, postpartum is forever. And so this is something too. If you are in menopause but you're still you're having pain with sex, it's something that could be very applicable to you. If your your kids are grown, you're still having pain with sex, please come. This is welcome to everyone. If yeah. you've had a baby, if you you're pregnant, if your baby is 40 years old.
0: Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. If you're still if you're still seeing signs that there's something going on, then that you want to learn some things. So. I can Knowledge is power, everyone. Um, and we talked about jade eggs. We talked about that the um, relaxing is important. But if you are interested in jade eggs, we have them at Peer Pleasure too. So go, you get 15% off with coupon code SHAMELESS PP in all caps at Peer Pleasure's website. Just look up the jade egg. Um, so hopefully we'll see you all at the workshop, and you can learn more. Sarah, I'm sure you could talk for like, I think, the Sarah, you actually kind of talk similar to April and I were like, we could talk forever and we talk really fast because we're super excited about stuff. Um, so someday maybe we'll record like an eight hour episode for all of you. But until then, <laughs> tune in.
1: And if you guys are local in Santa Cruz too, please yeah. come and um, check out my practice. I just opened Pelvic Potential Physical Therapy here in Santa Cruz, a specialty clinic just focusing on pelvic health. And you can find more at PelvicPotential.com. I almost forgot to tell them that part.
0: (laughs) You got this covered. So Sarah is now the official lead podcaster of Shameless Sex.
1: (laughs) Sarah, Amy, and April. We'll be be taking on all kinds of topics that I don't know very much about. You
0: can be the doctor of the crew. We've always needed one. Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) They will sound more sophisticated. Um, yes. Awesome. Okay, can you say your website one more time?
1: Yes. It's pelvicpotential.com and um, you can find me on Instagram at the same Instagram handle pelvicpotential and I love hearing from everybody. Um, feel free to look up my website and my contact information is there if you want to schedule an appointment or you just want to email with a question. You're, by the way, your Instagram's
0: awesome. You're like there's your videos of you like holding your baby and doing little pelvic floor exercises like certain squats that are supposed to be for your pelvic floor health with a baby <laughs> It's awesome.
1: I mean, mainly for the cuteness factor, right? It's cute. It's, it's adorable. It's good to have a baby in there. And
0: it's, it's for you. It's for everyone. So
1: go mm-hmm. check it out, everyone.
0: Thank you, Sarah, for taking the time in this rainy day to record with me. Yes. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Yay. I'll see you soon. And um, as April would say, everyone, ciao for now. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.